Welcome to the Encounter Christian Church Message Podcast, where we bring you the latest messages from our Sunday services. To find out more about Encounter, or to plan your visit with us, you can find us online at www.encounter.cc. We hope you enjoy this message. Welcome to Church Online. I'm so glad that you've joined us today. My name's Glenn. I'm one of the pastors here at Encounter. I just really want to give you an encouraging word today. You know, the last few weeks has been... Uh, just a really intense three weeks for a lot of people, for us as a nation and for us as a church and for us as individuals. And, you know, there's been a lot of uh, discussion uh, at our house as a family about what it looks like for uh, the next few uh, weeks and months. You know, trying to navigate this season has been tricky and has taken a lot of time and taken a lot of uh, uh, thinking and praying and and a lot of discussions with uh, employers and things like that. And so it's been a tricky time. And, I, you know, I, I thank God that I still have a job right now. And, and, you know, same with my wife. And, you know, we're really trying to navigate uh, what this looks like with having our kids at home uh, and, you know, having to do school from home with the, the school shut down and uh, having to go online. And this is a tricky, tricky thing to manage. You know, I've seen some pretty crazy scenes on TV this week where, uh, you know, long lines out of Centrelink because thousands and thousands of people have lost their job in the last two weeks. And, you know, we've got retail stores and, and major codes of sport like the AFL and the NRL have completely shut down and, and are losing millions of dollars. And, and it's pretty crazy scenes right now. And so I just uh, couldn't help but think, you know, we're all in this together right now. There is a lot going on. You know, I've had, I've had a lot of conversations this week with uh, friends and family and people from our church. And, you know, there's a big part of the discussion is, you know, what I just talked about for us. But people are wondering, how are they going to pay their rent? How are they, are they going to be evicted by their landlord? And other people are, uh, are saying to me, how am I going to handle this isolation? You know, there, there's multiple layers to to what's going on right now. And, you know, I, I can understand that there's this whole undercurrent to society right now that's going on uh, that is causing this fear and panic because it's, it's multiple situations that are being uh, thrust upon us right now that, are, that is causing that for our society. And so, you know, it's really important during this time that we have some solutions and some answers in order to be able to handle it. And I couldn't actually think, I, I, I couldn't help but think about Job in the Bible during this time. You know, he, uh, he was a man who went through uh, multiple crises in one day. And I, I want to draw from his situation today uh, how he responded in his situation. And I just, I think we can take his response and apply it to our life. Uh, in this season. So if you have your Bibles, I'm going to be reading from 1 Job, uh, uh, Job 1 verse 13 to 19. But I'll give you a little bit of background first. You know, Job was a man who feared God. You know, he, he was actually known as the greatest man uh, among the people of the East. And he was someone who was very blessed by God and had it all. But in one day, that, that all changed. He actually lost everything in one day. And this is where I want to pick up in the story. This, 
you know, I, I think we can relate to his story today with what's going on. So let's read verse 13. One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were ploughing and the donkeys were grazing nearby, and the Sabaeans attacked and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The fire of God fell from the heavens and burned up the sheep and the servants. And I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. And then another one. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The Chaldeans formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. Verse 18. While he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, Your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, when suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on them, and they are dead, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. You know, this is a pretty tragic day for Job. I think that this would have been a very uh, hard day in the life of Job. You know, to hear four different incidents all after each other, would have been an absolute shock to the system. You know, to have your livelihood taken off you all at once. You know, when you look at uh, what was taken, it was actually his oxen and his donkeys. You know, the oxen represent uh, the ability to plough the ground and to provide food and produce. And the donkeys represent uh, travel, you know, because they would ride on donkeys and but they would carry things on donkeys as well. And then uh, to have his servants taken as well. You know, that's his workforce all taken in one go. But then, uh, you know, to have then another incident on top where it's his sheep that are consumed by a fire as well as some more servants. You know, the sheep represent food and clothing and the ability to, uh, to sacrifice to God. And then yet another one on top of that is his... His camels are stolen by a raiding party. You know, camels, like the donkey, represent travel uh, and the ability to, to carry heavy loads. But I think the worst one that would have brought him so much grief was uh, to, lose his, to lose his family. You know, he lost all his kids in one go. You know, he had seven sons and three daughters. And it was on his oldest son's birthday that he lost all of his kids. And I think that that would have been the most tragic thing to go through, to lose all your kids in one go on your eldest son's birthday. You know, that speaks of, of his family line just being completely cut off right there and then. So his future was looking pretty grim. And so, you know, this, is, this is, would have been a hard pill to swallow for Job. And when I look at uh, how he responded... I can't believe his response. It is, it is so profound. So let's continue to read on to verse 20. And it says, At this time, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. 
May the name of the Lord be praised. In all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. See, I don't know about you, but this is this type of response. I don't know if I could have done that, to hear that bad news and respond the way that Job did. You see, I think that this was a, a, a superhuman response, I think. Like if you put yourself in Job's shoes, try and imagine receiving, you've just lost everything. You've lost your livelihood, you've lost your business, and all your kids have just been killed. To then actually respond in a way that uh, would be counterintuitive uh, to the normal response. See, I think if, if I was Job, I would have been questioning God nonstop. I would have been saying, where were you, God? Why weren't you protecting my family? You know, we pray that prayer all the time. Lord, look after our families. I pray, you know, me personally, I pray for my kids and my, my wife every night when we, when we put the kids to bed. You know, we pray for protection over them, that God will guide them and direct them. And I'm pretty sure Job would have been doing the same thing. And then to have that all taken away in one go, I couldn't help but think, that you wouldn't be questioning God during this time. The inner turmoil you would have gone through during this time would have been uh, really difficult to make sense of what's going on. And yet here he is. He lays down prostrate on the ground and he worships God. He praises his name and he doesn't charge God by blaming God. See, I think this is... This is hard to get our head around, this type of response. But I think it's a response that we should really take note of and take on board ourselves. But in order to do that, we need to look at how and why he was able to make this sort of response. And in order to do that, we need to look at who Job is to get an understanding of why he responded in this way. So let's look at Job 1 verse 1, because this is the introduction to his story, the description of who he is. And it gives us an insight into who Job was because when we understand who someone is, we are able to understand uh, why people act the way that they act and say what they say. So let's read Job 1 verse 1. In the land of Uz there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. I think that's a pretty interesting description to give someone. It doesn't talk about uh, the things he did or the things he owned. It didn't talk about his status. It talked about his character. And it actually talked about his relationship with God. And you know, there's a, there's a description here. He feared God. And I think this is the key, in my opinion, that actually motivated Job to respond in this way. So let's look at what it means to fear God today. You know, I've always struggled with this, this term. It seems to be contradictory when you first look at it. You know, how are we supposed to, to love someone and fear someone at the same time? You know, Matthew 22 verse 37 says, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And with all your mind, this is the first and greatest commandment. 
But then it says uh, in 1 John 4 verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. So here we see this contradiction that perfect love drives out fear. There is no fear in love. And yet God is asking us to love him. How does that work? Well, I think we need to delve a bit deeper into this this concept of fear in God. And I think we'll begin to get an understanding of of what it means and why uh, get an insight into why Job was able to respond with praise and worship. See, the fear of God, uh, some people represent it in that it is actually to be scared of God and that he's this tyrant in heaven that if we put a foot wrong, he's going to come down hard on us. But on the other side of it, people uh, see it as it's, it's all reverence and all, you know, we need to come uh, before him with uh, worship that is like he's untouchable. And that's the, the other extreme. But I think that there's somewhere in the middle that actually really represents what it is to fear God. And I think we can find that uh, in Hebrews 12 today. So I want to look at this scripture and pull this apart and see what we can understand about what it means to fear God. So Hebrews 12 verse 28, it says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. This is an interesting scripture. See, it actually, it shows us how we should come to God. It says, come to him with, uh, let us be thankful. And this is how we approach him, with thanksgiving. But then it also says, let's worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. But, you know, this description is actually how we come to him. But then it says, we come to him because he is. And the Hebrews writer says, he, God is a consuming fire. I think there's an interesting description to give God. But I think it's a very telling description. So if you were to look at what fire is, it will give us the insight that we need. See, fire is multifaceted. If you look at fire, I mean, look at the, the fires we just had recently. They were huge. They were unstoppable. And they, they consumed huge parts of our land. You know, they were unprecedented fires. And when you look at the size and, and the fear that, that that created in people's lives because of the ability to cause destruction, see, that, that to me represents not that God is going around out of control trying to destroy people, but it shows his ability and his power. See, he is a big God. He is someone who has the power. He has the authority to do whatever he wants. See, he created the heavens and the earth. You know, he was there at the beginning when you and I were made. You know, he has all authority. You know, the, the word says uh, his throne is in heaven and the earth is his footstool. You know, this is describing God for who he is. You know, but this is just one aspect of God. And just like fire, there are other, other aspects that we can look at. See, fire is one of those things that, that we gather around for warmth. 
It's one of those things that, uh, that comforts us when we're cold. We sit around it and enjoy each other's company. You know, God is like this as well. You know, he provides comfort to us. He provides warmth. You know, fire is one of those things that, that we can look to uh, to bring, I guess, comfort and strength into our life. You know, we use it for cooking. We use it in our cars to, 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 uh, to power our cars. We use it uh, to, to provide light in our rooms. You know, this, this, these are all things that uh, we use to describe God. And I think this is what the Hebrews writer is trying to portray here. He's saying, you know what? God is a consuming fire because he is big. It's talking about his ability. He has the authority. Who can actually uh, get in his way? Who can stop him? Because there is no one bigger than God. But he is also a good father who loves and guides and directs us. You know, he loves when we come to him for comfort and for strength. Just like a fire, we can sit around and get those things from the fire. He loves to provide light for our path. He loves to guide and direct just as we use fire in our globes and uh, torches. And, you know, he loves to provide sustenance uh, and food in the same way in that uh, we heat up our food and food is nourishment for our soul, for our body. See, God does all these things for us. And so when we look at the description of who God is, and why the Hebrews writer is saying this is uh, who we are approaching uh, when, we, when we come to him with thanksgiving and with uh, acceptable worship that is reverence and awe. We are, we are coming to him because of who he is. That's what the Hebrews writer is getting at here. And this is what Job knew when he uh, came to him because of his fear of God. See, Job knew not to blame God for his situation. See, Job knew that uh, God was the one that was able to uh, help his situation. See, rather than blaming God, he was looking to God. And this is what the fear of the Lord is. See, the fear of the Lord is understanding who he is and what he can do in our lives. See, he, he has all the ability and strength to fix our situation. He has the authority. You know, he just has to say one word and things will change like that. But he also wants to comfort and guide and direct us. And so when we look at uh, the fear of the Lord in this way, it helps us to understand what Job's response is and how we should respond also. See, we don't need to blame God or uh, have fear or panic in our situation right now with the coronavirus. You know, we can actually have the fear of the Lord in this situation and we can come to him knowing that he wants us to come to him. He is a good dad. He is a good father. And he has the ability and the authority to handle our situation well. He is not taken by surprise by this whole coronavirus situation. He knew it before the beginning of time. And he already has a plan to get us out of it. And so this morning, I want to encourage you, where is your fear this morning? Where have you put your fear? Are you... Are you holding on to it and stewing on it and thinking, trying to work this out in your own strength of how am I going to get through this whole situation? You know, am I going to be able to provide for my family? Am I going to be able to, uh, am I going to have a job at the end of this whole thing? 
you know, these are all real questions that everyone's asking. And, you know, I, I just want to ask you a question right here, right now. And I, I believe that this question will help you to understand where your fear is right now. See, are you panicking and fearful during this time? Or are you trusting God during this time and giving your fear to him, knowing that he's got it sorted? So your answer to this will really help you to understand where your fear is right now. And so I want to encourage you. You know, let's steer our fear towards God during this time. You know, that is actually within our power to do that. We get to choose that. We actually go, are we going to fear this thing or are we going to fear the Lord? And I believe the fear of the Lord is the response we need. And so how do we do that during this time? You know, I think there's some very practical things we can do uh, during this time to put, uh, steer our fear towards God. The first thing I'd like to say is, what are you feeding on? What are you spending your time on? Are you watching the news nonstop? Are you uh, on social media listening to all the negative reports? Are you constantly talking about what uh, the... Um, you know, what's going to happen and how it's all not going to work out. You know, who are you listening to? Who's speaking into your life? See, what we feed on will really uh, feed the fear that's going on inside of us. And so I would encourage you, let's start to feed on the Word of God. Let's spend time with God. Let's feed on who He is and really build up our, our strength uh, and our confidence in Him. You know, it's really easy to get swept up in the, the whole panic and think, uh, fear that's going on right now. And I'd encourage you, let's not do that. Let's really use this time wisely. You know, the second thing I think we should do is, uh, is actually encourage each other. Let's, let's take time to intentionally uh, ring people, connect with people and, and support each other. You know, it's, it's really important, during, especially during this time of isolation, that we, we don't just do things on our own. You know, we're created for relationship. You know, God in the beginning said, you know, it wasn't good for man to be alone. And so we created Eve. He understood how we were made up. And so one of the best things we can do is uh, really be intentional about connecting with those around us in the church and in our family. You know, you can do that through phone calls, through text messages, through... Uh, FaceTime and online. There are many ways you can do that. So I'd encourage you, we live in a day where this is possible. And one of the great things about uh, uh, the way in which we can connect digitally. And so the third thing I'd really encourage you to do is really see this time as an opportunity. You know, we can look at this time as if uh, it's, you know, doom and gloom and it's all bad. But I would encourage you, this is actually an opportunity. At, we, we don't very, like we very rarely get the opportunity to spend lots of time with our family where we're actually forced to stay home. And so I think it's really important that we choose our time, uh, choose to use our time wisely. You know, let's, let's spend time with our kids and with our wives and play games and, and talk about things we don't normally get to talk about. And let's not... Feed our, uh, fill our conversation with all the negative things. Let's, let's look for the positive things. 
And so I'd encourage you, let's use this time uh, to, to just make the most of it. And let's see it as an opportunity rather than uh, something that is happening to us and there's no hope. You know, there's a sil- silver lining in every situation and I think, you know, God is going to use this time. See, I have faith for the future. You know, I believe we're going to come out the other end of this uh, better. You know, God's word says that he uh, t- uses all things for the good of those who love him, the good and the bad. And, you know, this might be a bad situation, but I believe he is going to uh, turn it on its head and he's going to use it uh, to bring about good things for you and for me. You know, I, I believe this is one of the greatest opportunities we have uh, to get the gospel outside the four walls of the church. You know, our hand is being forced right now to go online. And I think that's a great thing. The fact that uh, it isn't just about what we do on a Sunday morning, we're actually broadcasting multiple churches right across the world are going online and s- streaming their services for the first time ever. I think that's a fantastic outcome to this whole thing that God's name Jesus is being proclaimed right across social media right across the internet and I think uh, I think we should rejoice and thank God for that you know I want to leave you with one final thought in this whole situation you know Job his story didn't end with just the crisis that went on yes he he did get worse when you read on he actually ended up getting boils all over him and and got um, really sick and you know all his friends came to console him and they ended up judging him rather than loving him but in the end he had an encounter with God that actually uh, caused him to to strengthen his faith even more and you know I believe God can do the same thing during this time you know he can strengthen your faith we can encounter God in a way like we have never before but on top of that Job came out and God blessed him and he gave him back double what he had lost you know who's to say that God couldn't do that for us as well you know God could actually uh, bless this church and bless you uh, in a double portion who's to say that he can't do that on the other side of this whole thing you know I think one of the principles is that we continue to uh, look to him uh, as, our, as, our, as the authority and as the king in this situation. We need to look to him with reverence and awe and with thanksgiving. The fear of the Lord is what I talked about today. That's how we should respond in this time. And I believe as we do that, the principle is that there is a promise attached to that, that he will look after us no matter what. And so I'd encourage you with that final thought today. You know, I would love to pray for you before I finish up and just pray over everyone's situation right now. So if you'd like to join me with me, I'm going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are so good, that you are all-powerful, that you are loving, that you are kind, and that you want to uh, use this time right now to, pr- to bring about your purposes, Lord God, that you want to uh, realign and shake us to, to be more connected to you and to make new ways of doing things, Lord God. So, Lord, help us to align with what you want to do. Help us to be aware of what you're doing in this situation. And let us uh, just experience your peace during this time. Lord, I pray for those who need uh, financial uh, solutions right now with their, uh, their homes and their jobs and, 
uh, whatever situations that are coming up right now that aren't looking good, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would begin to do a mighty work in every single person's life, that you would uh, bring about wisdom and ideas and solutions uh, through dreams and thoughts and ideas in, in, that are inspired by you. Lord, I thank you for this. And I thank you for what you're going to do in this church going forward. Lord, I pray you bless everyone and bless everyone's home. And I just pray for a, a hedge of protection around every single person, especially from this coronavirus, Lord. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. To stay in touch with Encounter, follow us on Instagram at encounter.cc or find us on Facebook at encounter.shepherd.